Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Besenwagen Worldwide. The yellow broom wagon that picks up even those in the peloton who are normally too fast and gives them the experience of the benefits of our little bus. I'm curious if our guest today has ever seen a broom wagon from the inside because there are nearly no people who ever have crossed the finish line first more often than her. Broom wagon drivers wish to see her in vain normally. So I'm more than happy that she enters the Besenwagen today. Here are your drivers. I'm Bastian Marx. And I'm Paul Voss. I'm Andy Stauf. And we welcome the one and only Marianne Voss. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me in the Besenwagen. <laughs> we are honored. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I already asked you if you know what the Besenwagen is and uh, now after the intro in the end you uh, know it but you knew it before. Have you ever been in one? Well, I have to say this is a first timer for me. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. thought so. <laughs> Seriously. I've seen some though <laughs> and I've been just ahead of it as well. Uh, but uh, no, inside the broom wagon, uh, no, the Besenwagen. It's a, it's the first time, so uh, it's good to be surrounded by good people. But but you have stopped the race before, like did not finish, or have you finished every race you entered? Well, yeah, no, I have I've stopped the race. It's not not so often, but uh, yeah, that that has happened before. As we uh, take riders as guests who are normally pretty good, this happens more often. <laughs> Somebody says he has never, he or she has never entered a Besenwagen before. It's crazy. Even after, like, your professional career started in 2004 or 2005? Yeah, the lead category was uh, 2000 and, 2006. Yeah, 2004 mm. was your first junior year, yeah. Yeah. But you have been racing already as a lead in the juniors, huh? Yeah, yeah. You can do some races... Uh, combined uh, especially as a second year junior and back then we did some races with the with the dutch uh, junior junior team um yeah, mostly in the netherlands some in germany um to get some experience and of course it was uh, was really nice to kick off uh, then uh, the races were a little shorter at the lead but uh now the now they get the, some longer so that would have been a bigger step i think so let me give you, as always, a really short introduction. I started to write that down and after like two or three minutes, I decided it's way too much. <laughs> so Marianne, you are at the moment 35 years old and uh, you are from the Netherlands. Um, and your career in a few numbers to get a glimpse of it. Um, I looked up the statistics in Pro Cycling Stats and it told me you won 176 professional road races, I guess, out of 680 you entered. This is over 25%. <laughs> It's completely crazy. But you I have a question. Were, yeah? Because <laughs> I also found on Pro Cycling Stats, I tried to look up like cyclists with the most wins in history. So there's like, obviously, everyone knows him, Eddie Merckx. But then directly comes Marianne Foss with 248 wins. So 
do you know if that is combined with like cyclocross and other disciplines or is that your road races 248 <laughs> do you know that <laughs> probably it's better best to ask them from the for the starts because i don't know i have no idea but i i don't i don't think there's uh, other disciplines in but uh, i'm i'm I, i don't know but you know it's it's like just because like we come to that later it's just a ridiculous number if you if you look up like who else <laughs> Is behind you which names uh, in women cycling, but then also if you look at men cycling, then uh, and you have to say, okay, who are actually the most winning riders in all cycling? It's uh, it's crazy that you could surpass uh, Eddie Max if you keep going for a few more years. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but Basti, keep going. We're coming to that later. Yeah, you've been Olympic champion two times: 2012 on the road, 2008 on the track in the points race. You've been 13 times world champion in the elites on the road and in cyclocross and on the track. And just to get another glimpse how good you are, three times world champion on the road, but seven times silver. <laughs> so <laughs> 10 times one or two. You won the Giro Donet three times. You won five times Flash Wallon. You won Flanders. You won Amstel. Genwevelham and La Course. And yeah, I came to the conclusion that it's easier to list the races you didn't win <laughs> than the races you won. <laughs> yeah, and that, now that's I only think Roubaix probably now. No, yeah. some more. There's some more <laughs> new races on the calendar. <laughs> so, sounds like you know which races nah, you're, you're missing. I don't have the feeling there's, there's a lot of, lot of races missing on the, on the list or whatever. Uh, mm. As we just talked about a number I, I never uh, count or I never look back that much on the, on the wins on, uh, or how many they are. But um, yeah, of course, if you, if you, if you tell, then of course I, I, think wow this uh this is going on for a long time and uh yeah it's of course uh a really nice number uh, but for me it yeah it's not about the, the most wins or about uh, getting more and more it's just uh, how how i enjoy it most it most and uh, mm. about um yeah uh, about getting into races in the best shape possible so it's, it's not about numbers or about the races that are not on the list yet. How do you stay then hungry? I mean, you had quite a few injuries during your career and like it feels like you had already like three careers when you had to stop for a longer time to recover and then you came back and uh, I think there are always people who doubting someone, you know, if they're coming back to old strength. But uh, it seems like, yeah, every year you... You keep surprising people with the results, and uh, so like, yeah. How are you doing it? Like, uh, I mean, you basically won everything you could win, except maybe Roubaix, but you still got some years left, I guess, to win it. Um, mm. Maybe the women's to the France, if that is your goal, if the course is uh, maybe suiting you uh, in the next years. So yeah. How do I keep hungry? Yeah, well, it's just the game of cycling I really, really enjoy. And um, yeah, over the years, maybe I asked myself the question as well, um, because I think when I was 18, getting into the elite category, I never thought I would 
would be still racing uh, now yeah and going into 2023 um still in the in the professional uh, levels but um yeah it's you're, you're never done learning and there's always things to still improve to work on um and yeah then if if there is still things that that can that you can do better um yeah it keeps yeah it keeps the motivation and and there's always challenges to overcome but um yeah even even back then or even with an injury um i also of course had my doubts uh, sometimes i also thought maybe maybe this was it maybe i this would have been the right moment to stop but i also thought somewhere in my mind well let's try let's see where i can can get and where how far i can come and and so one one side in my mind yeah also thought okay why not and let's just uh, try and yeah who, who says um it's not possible do you think uh, also new rivals keep you motivated like do yeah. you do you have favorite rivals over your career um favorite rivals well um <laughs> No, it's rivalry is, is very or I really like uh, right. in a, in a sportive way. It's it's always good to have um, very high level competition because that that keeps you going and you have to really push yourself to uh, to get better or yeah to beat the others. Um, and on the road, it's maybe a little bit more difficult to say because there's always teams that you have to challenge and then. Cyclocross, it's it's more easy because it's more one-to-one competition, um, especially when you enter a final. Um, but yeah, definitely, I I really like it when uh, when you can have good competition and when you can cross the line and be happy or be completely disappointed, and then five minutes after, have a laugh together and say, okay, next week we'll go for it again. Um, Yeah, and that's, uh, that's, I think, what makes sport uh, so beautiful. So you, you mentioned before that you're still learning and getting better. So are actually your numbers getting better? So like, are you still improving performance-wise? Or is it just that you're learning, even though you have quite a lot of experience, still some tricks how to beat the others? Or is Paul, it just pure Paul numbers? asks because he's always uh, trying to get better himself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and I think you are pretty even. What uh, when it comes to age, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, at least I know Marianne since she started because <laughs> we both did cyclocross and road, and we yeah. have a similar name. And always people ask me if I'm your brother, or <laughs> we are somehow related. And when I was racing in the Netherlands or Belgium, they always wrote my name like yours. So. I probably know you more than you know me. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course. Hey, when we entered the races, it was always fun to uh, to have my uh, to have my brother racing in the in the in the in the men's race as well. But um, yeah, I don't think there is a any short relation uh, between us. But no, yeah, really, the, no. the name is <laughs> the name is quite similar. Yep. So do um, you still have uh, PBs in your like uh, threshold power or, thro or your maximum power or something, or do you improve on other points? 
both. Uh, I think experience-wise, of course, you still learn and there are still also mistakes that, that you make and that you think, well, after so many years uh, on the bike, why why do you still make this mistake? But um, yeah, I think uh, that's part of it and especially when you're under high pressure. Um, but then, of course, you can uh, can take it to the, to the next time. Um, but also physically, yeah. It's still improved. There's still uh, PBs, and um, yeah, I think that's also part of the sport development, and the, it's getting more and more professional. People, the knowledge about um, training, the the knowledge about nutrition, everything is getting more into depth. So yeah, you have to improve to be competitive. You have to be improved to to still go out there and and race for the win. And otherwise, yeah, if I would not improve then uh, I would be there to just fill the field or just try and stay ahead of the, the Basenwagen. Um, do you have the feeling that your abilities have changed over the years so like when you were younger you maybe climbed better or your, your sprinting has changed or I mean obviously women's cycling has changed in the past it was easier to win everything now it's more specialized yeah. but have you changed as well? Um, yeah, I think uh, definitely women's cycling has changed, uh, but for my, myself that also counts. And during the years, um, yeah, I felt especially after being a, a year out with, uh, yeah, when my body didn't really recover anymore, I felt, okay, I need to sp specialize and I need to try and uh, get my, yeah, get my strengths in, in the highest way possible to be competitive and see if uh, if I can get back to the to the highest ranks and uh, yeah then I yeah decided to to work together with my coach and, and try and, and work more on um, explosivity and, and use that in the in the in the best way possible um, that's my maybe my natural strength because then that's the the easiest to uh, to get back to the yeah to your to your own strengths um, and in the past um, yeah the, the climbing when I came into the elite was also not my uh, not my best uh, also time trialing so I, I put a lot of effort in both and it, it did improve um, but when it's yeah when it's not your natural habitat it's uh, it's also uh, difficult to keep it all on the highest level uh, and with yeah with the current current level um yeah you just know okay i i have to to use my strengths in the best way and try and focus on uh, on these points and get every everything else of course on, on on a good basic level because otherwise you're just not out there um And that means, uh, yeah, I can still enjoy both road and cyclocross seasons um, with with the right right focus and right balance. Do you think you will enter a gravel season in the future? Like uh, we see next weekend uh, the upcoming first UCI Gravel World Championships, and we don't see Marianne Foss there. You are focusing on uh, cross, I guess. Yeah. And what do you think about this new upcoming scene? And will you crash it? <laughs> I think it's a, it's a very uh, big upcoming thing. I mean, 
internationally maybe this is uh, I, we all we all know it's getting more and more popular but um, yeah it's also easier to do in every country to be able to hop from a, a tarmac or hop from a, a paved road and to also take the gravel um, so it, it is big and I think uh, the competitions are very interesting as well um, but then when you look into the seasons, road, cyclocross, uh, there is of course um, similarities. There's a big overlap, in, uh, especially if you combine those two. We just, uh, yeah, you just mentioned Paris Roubaix. Um, that's also a little bit in between of, uh, of of those two. So it could be it could be possible, and who knows? I will enter uh, gravel in the in the future. Um, but I also think for now, if I try and focus on the right things, then it's really uh, difficult to, to do everything. So uh, for now, I have a little bit of rest and then I'll go into the cyclocross season again. All right. Then a bit of something like outside of the cycling scene. We always try to ask some questions yeah, outside of this cosmos. Um, Do you know the little books or albums? It's called Poesie Album in German that yeah. uh, children write in school. They give each other and write stuff in it. So I'll ask you a few questions of this. <laughs> so what's your favorite snack? <laughs> Ooh. Oh, man, that's difficult. Oh, um, as, Let's try and kick off with uh, with what yeah with what uh, what I did as a kid because then I also wrote into in in these books and uh, I'm very slow with everything because I really think too much about everything so these questions I would yeah, would really okay, it takes a while <laughs> have, have to sit down and then think and then doubt and then maybe think well no I don't think it's this so yeah at school I was really really slow Mm -hmm. And even uh, when I had to had to make an exam, sometimes I was only halfway. And then, of course, the maximum of points you was uh, was like making it to a five five, five out of ten. Um, but um, yeah, then you could could have everything right and then still still not uh, not make a make a good exam. So let's start off with that, and then I'll try to come back to your question. Uh, my favorite snack. Um, oh, well, that's not a snack, it's, but it's really good. Uh, apple pie. All right, that counts. Your favorite bike, mountain bike, road, gravel, cyclocross. Which one would you choose if you only had one? Oh, mm. Ooh, that's also difficult. Um, if I had only one and if it was, wasn't for racing then I would prefer an off-road bike to be able to do everything All right. it, it, it's, it's really strange because like you as a professional cyclist you have to make fast decisions especially as a sprinter in the final and here yeah. you, really, you can really feel how you can't decide or don't want to decide yeah <laughs> It's like pretty good instinct, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So like cyclocross, gravel, or mountain bike, yeah, an off-road bike. So, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. so, so no, you don't want to decide. All of the, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I, I can't decide, and that's why I uh, do all the different disciplines as well. I did did them in the past, but um, yeah, I think 
I, I think you're right as well with uh, being on instinct. That's the thing. In in races, I don't really think. I just act um, on the moment and try to, yeah, handle it without thinking. And that makes it probably this decisions a, a lot quicker. So it goes on. Your favorite movie? Do you have one or favorite actor? Oh, I'm well. At this, I'm just. I just don't know because <laughs> not into I, movies. I, I'm not really into movies. No. If I if the television or the uh, is is on, then sometimes I'm I'm watching a a bike race. But uh, I no, it actually doesn't happen that often. To be honest, I in in the plane when we went oh, to yeah. the World Championships Australia. It, uh, was the first time in a, in a long time that I I've seen a movie and then I don't even know what I'm watching so <laughs> this is a, this is another question I can I can answer in a in a really good way <laughs> but, but, but but then like so you are a cycling fan yeah so like are you watching races outside of your racing yeah definitely yeah not okay. all of it i mean it's not that i watch everything from start till finish but uh if i'm back home and i come back from a training and i get into a shower and then have a yeah have some something to eat and there is the finish of a bike race whatever it's uh, croatia or poland or slovakia or uh where wherever it is or now cyclocross um yeah i just uh most of the times i, I Put it on and, and, and watch the final or uh, see what who's happens. Your, who's your favorite male bike rider then? Uh, well, at the moment, of course, it's nearly all the races are so, so good. I mean, it's, it's a really interesting time. It's always difficult to, uh, to compare. Uh, with other years or compare a generation, but I, yeah, I, I really like, uh, the style of racing at the at the moment and uh yeah with of course with uh with with Wout, with Mathieu, uh Remco um today it's uh yeah those incredible talents uh always always up there for for a good fight and now of course with uh, Jonas there uh in the, in the tour um yeah just uh very high level and they also do unexpected things they it's just not that um, that you look at, look to a bike race and you um you expect or you you know what's coming up and um yeah you can uh mariana you have yeah, to choose can... one now <laughs> <laughs> i have to choose one yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's that's not fair because Wout is in my team and Mathieu is a dutch guy <laughs> ah, yeah, I thought so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I yeah, so we agree on Mathieu van der Poel, I think. <laughs> <laughs> The new gravel world championship, <laughs> world champion. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, two questions left here. Any favorite place to go on holidays in your off season? I think you don't like your off season, but <laughs> you have it, and I think maybe you go on holidays. <laughs> Well, that's a good question. Uh, but actually, at the moment, I'm back home, having my off season, uh, because it's 
of course we're, we're all, all yeah often traveling and especially now with the yeah during the the seasons there's uh, there's often altitude camps and you're for three weeks on a mountain um so yeah i've been thinking about the holiday and where do i go after after australia when i come back home and then yeah maybe back home is also nice so um yeah and in the in the past i went to far places and that's that's the first thing i said i don't want to go far i don't want to go traveling too much in the too long in the plane and uh, have a jet lag and uh, so that was the first thing and then back home I actually thought, well, this is actually a quite a good place to to, to be and um, to rest a little bit more than uh, during the off season, being packing and going to the next place. So your favorite holiday totally place is the Netherlands. It's your home. It's yeah. a good place, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, come <laughs> okay. over and then see different things. Uh, sometimes it's weird because you don't often see your own, yeah, your your own country or. Uh, the place where you live as a as a yeah as a as a holiday destination. Um, so you just you just don't see the beauty of it that much. And uh, yeah, it's, it may be good to see and look around a little bit better than you would do in a, in a, yeah on holiday. On holiday, you go and visit a park and you go and have a walk in the in the woods or you go and then watch uh, so some cities or and that uh, yeah back home you don't really do that that kind of stuff but mm. sometimes it's good to have the same vision and to have the the same eye on the on those things and then you do see the beauty so i, I really like uh, being home and uh, also a bit catching up with the social activities yeah totally understandable All right, last question. Do you have any favorite drink? Can be a cocktail, but can be Chocomel or Fanta or something. <laughs> yeah, now you would expect my me, me to say uh, energy drink, probably. But uh, <laughs> I think you have enough energy. You don't need yeah. extra energy. No, no, no. And um, yeah, after a race, then yeah, I have to say sometimes you're done with it. Um, I really like. Uh, oof. now it's getting the time getting into sometimes having a, having a good glass of red wine mm -hmm. and well in the summer maybe uh, Aperol Spritz ah, so, I'm with yeah. you I'm with you there it's, That's, it's a uh, good one yeah. <laughs> then, then I have to decide again and so we're going into the winter then I would go for a good glass of red wine and the good thing is There's also now alcohol-free apple spritz, which is also quite quite okay. <laughs> so oh, that's good to know. That's yeah. good to know. That's that's better than it's much easier to enjoy a little bit more often then. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think we can go back to cycling and maybe to kind of easier questions for you. Good. <laughs> um, But now it's yeah, Paul. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, I didn't know you wanted to continue because I have the question. Who was your role model uh, as a teenager? So when you grew up, started cycling, uh, I mean, back there, I don't know if Hanka Kupferlage was already... She's as, as old as you, isn't she? No, no, Hanka is she's older. 45 or something. Hanka is 10 years older than you. against right? each other, right? Yeah. But like, or Leonie Famorsel, um, was there anyone you looked up to? 
Ah, actually, you're right. Anka was 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 yeah, was an example for me because she combined uh, cyclocross and road racing, and um, yeah, in in the youth, I also really liked the combination. Um, so for me, that was really inspirational to see uh, from her that was possible. And then yes, yeah, she also, uh, of course, obviously she had this this power and going into the races, she she, she just smashed it. Um, so um, yeah, she had something that you you couldn't really get to know or get yeah get to know her or getting in, in, into her field, but it made it also, yeah, so, some extra dimension of inspiration. So yeah, I, uh, I really looked, look up to her. And then, yeah, getting into the elite category, especially in the uh, cyclocross, it was at a young age that uh, I joined uh, the elite category at the juniors already. So that was in 2003, I think. Uh, the first races, uh, yeah, against the riders that, that you looked up to. And there was also Daphne van der Brand uh, in cyclocross. Mm. Um, so yeah, they were at the, the highest level and I tried to, yeah, get to, get to their level as well. Okay, so how, I think you beat Hanka the first time in Sidam eh, at the World Championships, is that right? Yeah, that's right. It yeah. was uh, the World Championship cyclocross in 2006. Yeah, exactly. How was that then, uh, beating like idol is the wrong word, but beating a woman you you looked up to. Yeah, it was it was strange because during the race, of course, I just focused on trying to win the race. Uh, but then after the finish and on the podium, of course, obviously I was happy uh, because I did. Yeah, I just just won the world championships. Um, but it felt also weird that seeing Hanka Kufena was so disappointed. Um, she did. A very very good race uh, for me it was a good situation uh, and yeah I was I was lucky um, because Daphne van der Brandt had to chase us and Hanka just put it, all the effort um, in to stay away and of course to drop me and she was close dropping me because in the last lap I really really had, uh, had some some trouble to to follow but then uh, yeah in the last line I could could pass her so then on the yeah on the podium, uh, it was a little bit of mixed feelings, um, but I also knew um, already maybe at that age. But of course, you also know it's sports. Um, so yeah, you try to beat the competition. Mm. Mm. I will take this opportunity because this is super unique. We talk to the I guess most experienced world champion in cycling. <laughs> <laughs> I think there are no people who were uh, world champion more often than you. And first question, white bib shorts or black bib shorts to the world champion jersey? <laughs> black, definitely. Yeah. Um, there is some people who can, have, who can handle a white short, but um, <laughs> not so many. And I would go for black, definitely. <laughs> and I have, and I have to say, Mathieu van der Poel is for me one of them who yeah. he can handle it. But yeah. Mario Cipollini couldn't handle it, sure, but he, he, sure. he did it anyway. But um, yeah. he, uh, he yeah. could handle it. He could ever handle everything. So that yeah. actually it was good. And but I think they don't ask you, do they? 
because you had to wear white ones too in your career. Yeah, yeah. And so <laughs> you, normally yeah? they don't really ask. And um, at a certain point, you you get to a point that you do try and ask and say, okay, maybe. Uh, but um, yeah, I think uh, well, maybe in the past they also thought, well, this this has to be it. But um, no. I, White shorts is not really uh, it for me. Is there any race that stands out? Is there any world champion title that's your favorite or you remember the most? No. No, you can't choose. <laughs> you no, can't decide. No, no, but th th this is for real. This is too hard to compare because yeah. every every win, of course, is special. But a world championship, it, it everyone has a different story, and some are more expected, or and some are more unexpected, and some have a special story in the lead up where uh, I didn't feel too good, or I got a little injury, or where the doubts are there. Um, so yeah, it's, it's hard to tell. Of course, um, yeah, if, if, if you win a, win a world title in your, in your own country with the home crowds, that's, uh, that's something special. And yeah, I'm, I'm very lucky to have that, uh, to, to have had that feeling during my career. So these are especially good memories. Um, but, um, yeah, it's too hard to choose. Yeah, I think there is a special story this year, but not for you, but for your teammate. She didn't expect to win that, I guess. Um, yeah, in, in the preparation for this episode, I thought about what's your relationship or what do you think of Annemiek? She's like, I think she came to cycling later than you. But now is this year is yeah, totally, totally crazy for her. So uh, tell us about your relationship. Yeah, well, I, I think we know each other quite well. Uh, she came later into cycling. And um, yeah, we've been in, in the team together uh, for quite a long time. So uh, yeah, I saw her um, grow into, into, yeah, into the, to the marks where she's, she is now. And yeah, like I said, like you said, she has had an incredible season. <laughs> um, and over the last years, such a high level that it's really hard to uh, to find the right words uh, for it. Um, and yeah, the World Championship, we came into that. Um, definitely, she, uh, yeah, she didn't expect to win. I mean, of course, she was disappointed with the... Uh, Yeah, with first maybe the, the time trial, but then the crash in the in the team relay. And, um, but yeah, she's such an incredible athlete. She just turns things around, and um, yeah, during the road race, she probably didn't even uh, know herself that this opportunity would be would would be there or would come. And um, she still she still made it. So. Um, Yeah, we have uh, we have known each other for for quite a long time, and uh, yeah, it's it's good to uh, to have her in uh, in the national team, and it's yeah, it's really nice to to be uh, competitors and uh, friends at the same time. Um, you have been now in professional cycling for like or in elite ranks for 18 years. Yeah, that's correct. It's, it's quite a long time, um, and 
such a long time so women cycling and also uh, male cycling has developed quite a lot but like especially women cycling last three to four years it was like a massive jump regarding price money uh, salaries more races uh, more publicity um was was for you like the the biggest impact into women cycling or like and where do you see women cycling going into like or which direction will be like the female version of the male section or is it developing independently in something different um oh, this is a very wide question it's uh of course it's hard to tell the direction where it's going but at the moment i think women's cycling is, uh, is in a very good place um 15 years ago i would not have thought uh that yeah that that it would be uh Uh, so big and that that we would have these opportunities we have now as a kid I did, didn't even think I would be able to become a professional cyclist as a as a woman so um, this is definitely a change that, that the sport has made and over the last two three years um, again it has made a huge step um, it's yeah of course it's a combination of things but um, to have Uh, the opportunity for fans to be able to watch it uh, and also to have the cycling industry stepping into it to have the, the bigger team stepping into it um, yeah now we're there out and, and people um, recognize the team recognize the riders recognize the races we, we do um, that yeah gives people the opportunity to follow it more intensely and to also know a little bit more about what's going on in, in the races. Um, so visibility probably has made a, the biggest change for the sport. Um, being able to watch women cycling more often than only a world championship or an Olympic uh, or the Olympic Games. Um, and yeah, um, I see the growth going on, but at the moment, uh, um, yeah, it's just great where we are. And, Uh, racing this year uh, the Tour de France was uh, and seeing all the spectators alongside the course uh, was was a fantastic thing to experience yeah I mean yeah um, for me it's like it feels a bit strange because man cycling has done a lot of like wrong things in the past or like taking the wrong paths and so on But uh, women cycling felt like had to change or had the chance to like build their own uh, how to say it uh, history story, you know. But now like it feels like women cycling tries to like get every man like every big man's race as a woman race instead of like building their own heritage, you know. I, I know that the tour is really important for women cycling, and I mean the numbers showed it, um, the TV numbers. So. I, I can see how important it was or is, but um, I mean there are races like in uh, the Tour of Britain or the Women's Tour in UK and other races which have already like a certain history, yeah, and and also in the Netherlands, yeah, or Benelux, you have quite a lot of women races. So, um, do you think they will develop as well, or is it more like that Leish, Bastion Leish, Flash, they will grow, getting bigger and bigger, because the man for for that side it's big, so it has to be big for women as well. Um, yeah, you have a good point. I think it's 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 good we have 
um, our own races on the calendar that have uh, that are very high standard um, that have the crowds uh, that are specifically there for, for the women's race and uh, also the sponsors that invest specifically for the women's race and there's um, this yeah this balance on the calendar I think that's uh, yeah that's really important. Um, some beautiful new races combined with with the men. Um, then then we talk about those classics we yeah, we named before and and the tour. Um, but for for example as well, we've had the, the Giro d'Italia for a long time, uh, which was the, the the biggest stage race there. Um, and now also the Vuelta uh, coming up. So I think. Um, yeah, with the growth of women cycling, it's uh, it's hard to keep the right balance um, because uh, things are some at some points things are growing that explosive to keep up as uh, as teams to keep up as race organizers um, and, and also to keep up. Um, like yeah, as a as a rider, you have to have to go with it, uh, and as some race organizations as well. Um, but um, yeah, I also do think that it's it's not good to just grow and grow and grow without adding adding the fundamentals. Um, so yeah, you're right. I think it's all about balance and having some own competition, some good races that are there. Uh, especially for women, um, that's uh, that's also a good thing. But do you feel it's going too fast? Not, it's not going really fast, and I think professional cycling um, can handle this growth. Um, but there is also a later that needs attention, um, not only to have the focus on uh, on only the world tour, um, but also to be able uh, to have this. This layer underneath, where the youth can grow, uh, where amateurs can uh, develop and can show themselves to get into those higher ranks, and um, yeah, I think by now, where the highest level is on a, in a very good place, uh, we also yeah need some focus on uh, on that part because otherwise we will have to ha we will have a, a huge gap between the youth and and the, and the world tour or between amateur level and world tour mm -hmm. do you think m maybe you will work in that sector after your career do you already think about stuff like this yeah not really <laughs> i try and focus uh, <laughs> yeah. on the on the cycling itself um but uh yeah of course uh I really like the sport, and yeah, maybe, uh, yeah, maybe there is uh, something like that uh, in in the future. Yeah, I think you sound so passionate about cycling; it will be hard to get out for you. <laughs> I think you will stay yeah. in this. Let's see. It's a world that uh, that, of course, I grew up in, and, and that I really like. And, uh, and maybe it's also good to to do something else to explore uh, other worlds, but. Um, yeah you're right about the passion for the sport and that won't uh, that won't change because you mentioned before like it's important to support the development of like uh, women cycling in the lower ranks what is the reason why the netherlands produce so many talents especially in women cycling i mean that over the last 
decade it was crazy how many good cyclists uh, yeah came up uh, through the ranks and um, is there a special system in place or is it maybe also you that's one of the reasons why so many girls uh, yeah decided to to ride a bike it's a hard answer or difficult to answer in the right way because you don't really know i think um, of course it helps when there is a high level so over the last years uh, we've we've of course had some some really good riders and then you feel uh, also the motivation to uh, yeah to get better yourself and to improve and um, so yeah I definitely think that uh, that we had a Had a, had a good system in the national team and um, also a, a good backup for, for the teams uh, to be able to do uh, the bigger races, to also uh, do, go on, on training camp together and uh, push each other to, to the limit. Um, and now, yeah, some, some years later, we also have the, the, the team structures there. Uh, That, uh, that guarantee uh, a high standard um, and also a good club um, level that is there to for the riders to develop themselves and showing themselves uh, for growing into the to the bigger teams um, but yeah it's, it's it's also difficult to say I don't think there it's some riders are just uh, yeah extraordinary talents and we talk about uh, Annemiek uh, she's talented but, but of, of course also mentally talented it's also a talent uh, Anna van der Breggen um, or they're not there every year I mean this, these are very special uh, special athletes and um, yeah maybe you also need a little bit of luck with uh, where they are born and We've had some uh, some good talents, but they also had the opportunity to grow and the opportunity uh, to find the right spot to blossom. And um, yeah, in the Netherlands, uh, we yeah we've had this this backup, and we also know that it's no time to uh, no time to sit back and relax and just think. Okay, we have a we we have a good level now, and this is it. Um, we also know yeah you need to keep working hard to uh, to stay on the on the on the on this on this level all right coming slowly to an end maybe i have a sketchy question <laughs> i hope it's a good one um we are often talking about uh, new uci rules maybe sometimes strange ones and how hard they are enforced or not and Pretty lately, we could see you getting disqualified <laughs> for <laughs> for like uh, breaking one of those rules. Tell us about this situation. <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't didn't really forget about it, but it was not back there or was not in my mind uh, that much anymore. Um, but yeah, what happened through, during the race? Um, I was totally into this final and we got up the road with a small group and uh, yeah, I don't use this puppy pause or whatever you would call it uh, that much, uh, not 
really not often, not not in the training or whatever. But probably somewhere in the back of my mind, uh, it was still sort of, yeah, a habit uh, that I did in the past sometimes. So yeah, I used to, I I rest my arms on the handlebar, and then after three seconds, I thought, oh, this is oh oh yeah, of course, this is not allowed. So I went to the woods, and um, I also uh, actually during the final forgot about it again, and just raced the final. Um, but then after the finish, um, yeah, I also knew okay, this happened. So yeah, it's not allowed. And then when I heard about the the during uh, taking the the result into uh, co- consideration and uh, having to f- watch the images, I yeah I knew what happened and uh, the, I knew I also knew that I could make a decision. Um, I also knew there was not a lot of advantage from my side, uh, and I also knew it didn't cause any dangerous situation. Um, so yeah. I also thought, okay, maybe there is no, uh, uh, yeah, it, it's 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 not really, uh, yeah, something uh, that that will harm any anybody. But um, yeah, they disqualified me, and uh, it was an option to disqualify. So I also know there is this this rule is under uh, the yeah under. Uh, the, they evaluate the rule again at the UCI at the moment uh, to see what the what's the best way to implement it. Um, but yeah, it happened. It was uh, it was a shame, but uh, it's uh, it's like it is. Uh, I think there's no danger for you to put your socks too high, <laughs> though. <laughs> no, no, true. So yeah, there's just some rules enforced, and yeah, yeah they can enforce it. It's yeah, of course. Also, there if there is a rule, and one time you uh, stick to the rule, and the other time not, then uh, yeah, where 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 is the jury, or why is the rule there? So I I could understand the decision. All right, guys. Do you have any questions left? Uh, otherwise, I would come to the last questions we always ask. Yeah, actually, because this is here on our list of questions, like your favorite. Yeah training or intervals so like what kind of training you really like to do i do like to uh, do just like the, the training i mostly like to go out and ride and uh, not looking at any numbers just enjoy the ride and enjoy the scenery um so with without looking at the yeah at the, the garmin too much um But yeah, if I if I talk about the specific training, then I uh, like uh, like the motor pacing to get into uh, the the good race feeling and uh, do some sprints behind the behind the scooter. Yeah. Are you a numbers person? So you analyzing your training rides and the races afterwards, and also during the race, you you using it a lot or during the race, I, I don't actually lose use it at all. Yeah, sometimes to look at the time or the kilometers, but uh, not at uh, the power or, or the heart rate. Um, after a training or during a training, um, yeah, I, I try and use it in the best way. So I'm not really a numbers person, but I I like to evaluate if if things can be, I can do things better or 
uh, try and, and yeah know the feeling with a certain uh, with a certain number. Um, but yeah, for me that's about the balance. Uh, trying to to do the right trainings uh, and put the effort in uh, yeah in the, in the hard or the intense intervals, but also enjoying just riding my bike. All right. Okay, last question. Normally we have like another thing, it's called the rider bingo, but I will skip that because I know you don't like to choose. Good. Um, <laughs> it's, it's kind of choosing too, but last question, we always ask our guests to nominate another one for the podcast. So who, male or female, international rider, would you like to hear on the podcast or would cool. you uh, recommend us to to interview because it's interesting give me some names and uh, i can choose <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> you, you have to choose someone yeah but there's so like, many i mean yeah you have uh, you have you have so many that uh, that are interesting uh, but, uh, but to, to who hear you from find, who you find funny and has an interesting story so like just one person comes in your mind straight away there's there's so good so many good stories from riders that probably we don't even know uh yeah i would i would i would like to know more from uh from a rider that that nobody really knows uh, mostly you hear about the same the same mm. riders uh, we, we we often hear the stories from uh, yeah from the same guys from the same same women as well so i think uh, it's always good to to hear more about the riders that uh, that you don't hear often i think i took something out of this episode um which we maybe can use as an answer here because we didn't have hanka on the show and we already have like 200 episodes in german so uh i, <laughs> I think really, yeah we'll contact, I would I'll contact yeah i would really i would really like to to know more especially women cycling um it's difficult to to to, to talk about the, the of course about women cycling because it has grown so much in the last 10 years but um yes since she's since she uh, retired uh, it changed so much but in her time there was not so much attention for uh, for women cycling so she has a great story she has an incredible palmares and um yeah her story is uh it's not out there in, in yeah not out there in a, in a big way so uh, yeah we'll be good i would uh, i would be there to listen so i have one last question if you could just win one more race in doing your career which will last for another 10 years maybe which race will it be so just one race yeah no it's for me it's not about races about winning or uh, winning only races so yeah so, no, so, you, I, don't, so, so I know, you don't care I, so uh, so like if you win roubaix or another olympic gold yeah it would it will even, be fantastic definitely it will be it will be great i'm trying to reach the highest level to win win a big race in the in the next years but um yeah for, for me it's not about a single win that makes me uh, that makes me happy yeah okay. paul hasn't understood yet 
<laughs> no, 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 I understood, but I, I just wanted to ask, because, but it also like kind of explains why you have won so many races because you're just hungry to win. So it doesn't matter what race and you're to obviously race. always motivated to win. So um, I, I just, I mean, we have talked now almost an hour. I just want to say it again, like you're after Eddie Max, the second cyclist with the most wins. And uh, I find that quite uh, yeah, exceptional. All right, it, it was an honor. I just uh, told it at the start. And uh, thank you very much, Marianne, to join us today. And um, yeah, I, I took a lot of, out of this. And um, I'll contact Hanka the, the next days. Cool. <laughs> thank you cool. to be here. Thank you. Thank you, guys. And, and are we back yet? I mean, we have to go to the team, uh, team buses with the broom wagon now, too. Yeah. Are That's we true. There? We are there, yeah. So you, okay. you actually you actually can leave. I hope you enjoyed the ride. And uh, thank you. <laughs> see you soon. Bye. See you. First ride. Thank you very much, Mariana. Thank you.